Welcome back, guys. Uh, this is NGF News. Uh, this is our fourth episode and our second topic of the week. This week's topic is consumer spending and the rise of global debt on credit cards. So this topic is not talked about a lot, and consumer spending has been on the rise um, due to inflation and just the overall cost of living increasing. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a more uniquely an American problem, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. But there. Yeah, credit cards are becoming more and more frequent around the world because of the uses of technology. Um, I'll just throw out some statistics and we'll get to talking about a little bit more. Uh, so American total credit card debt as of 2022 is $930.6 billion with a B, billion. That is a lot of money. Uh, but really cool thing that I found out is in 2020, Americans paid off a record 83 billion in credit card debt. It's not a big debt, but it's something. Um, do you, have, you want to talk about anything? Yeah, I mean, we're just looking at the APRs is what fascinates me, is that the credit card, the, av- <laughs> the average um, APRs right now are revolving around 20%, so it's either anywhere between, I think the best APR I've ever seen on a credit card was like 16%. Really? Yeah, I think that's a bit like, I looked at credit cards because when I was applying for them, and like I don't, I don't care about the APR because I will always pay my credit cards exactly. off. Exactly. Because I will never ever carry a balance. But it was just cool to see like what the APRs are, and I think the highest I've ever seen was like a credit card for twenty eight, twenty nine percent. I don't remember which one it was. This was when I was applying, but yeah. um, this was all in um, the height of uh, inflation when the Fed was raising interest rates. So. Yes, it's very high now. Yeah. Um, I personally believe APRs are going to continue rising. Um, we're going to see the Fed continue to raise um, interest rates, and it's going to cause a lot of more debt problems here in the United States. We might see that $930 billion continue to increase in 2023. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but if we're going to be real here, if inflation doesn't drop, and consumer spending and like the living of standards don't drop here in the United States, we're going to see that number rise continuously. Um, the people that open up the credit cards the most are between the ages of 18 and 25. In the fourth quarter of 2022 alone, 202 million new credit card accounts were opened just between uh, people between wow. just, uh, 18 and 25. Wow. Well, yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, one, thing about America, one thing about Americans is that we love, love, love to spend money, even if we don't have it. And that's what credit is great for. Now, you're probably wondering what are two... Uh, twenty-year-olds talking about credit cards. What do you know? Uh, well, certainly enough, we both have credit. We both have credit cards. Yep. Uh, we both use multiple credit cards. Actually, yep. I don't use cash. I don't use a debit cards. Nope, never ever. And that is exactly what I don't know about you, but I was taught how to do by my parents to use credit cards. Same um, here. We we felt that this was a topic that wasn't talked about. First off, to talked about yes, and then also educated on. Like nobody people aren't aware like of how much money everyone around the world spends. The U.S. alone, um, I think it does like the U.S. So people in Canada, eighty-two percent of people. This is all twenty twenty-one statistics. Uh, can Canadians? Eighty-two percent of Canadians have credit cards. Seventy-nine percent of Israelis have credit cards. Iceland at seventy-four percent. Hong Kong at seventy-one, and the U.S. is ninth at sixty-six point seven percent. So that's a lot of credit cards, but the most, the biggest spenders are the U.S. I think I read something with like 1.9 million credit cards belong in the United States, with that's the rest of the world being at two point something billion. 
um, of those credit cards, if I'm not mistaken. Well, as of 2022, U.S. citizens have over 492.5 million credit cards, which if you take the uh, census data, that's about split half and half of a little bit more older people, but it's about half and half of children and adults. So if you're looking at the, the actual data, it's almost triple. The amount every every person has at least three cards on average. Yeah, it's about two point six percent. Here in the U.S., two point six average of four credit cards. Average of four? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, this is all twenty twenty two statistics. I think these are the most recent, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, let me double check that. Before. I'm pretty sure this was twenty twenty. Something along those lines. Anyways, yes, Americans can carry between three to four credit cards on average, according to Experian, and according to the European Central Bank. The number of people that carry credit cards, the amount of credit cards carried per person is about uh, one to one to four. Yeah. So that range is quite bigger than the U.S. being at a solid three, four. So yeah. That just shows that Americans are bigger spenders. We have 1.06. I have the exact numbers. 1.06 billion credit cards are in use in America alone and 2.8 billion credit cards around the world. That's a lot. So we account for a quarter of the population. <laughs> yeah. So Americans are big spenders. We are big consumers. And the middle class here in Connecticut consumes a lot, which is leading to this credit card debt that we Americans carry the most. Yes. Uh, just to give you the, the average statistics on the, the most. Looks like so there are there's a study that took 10 countries, the top seven highest spending credit cards uh, debt, and also the three lowest uh, national average debt. Highest is the United States with $5,331 of credit card debt, Canada with $4,154, the UK with $3,245, Japan with $2,900, Germany with $2,052, France with $1,616, and China with $1,728. And you know what's crazy? The three lowest aren't even in the thousands. The three lowest. India, $302. Mm -hmm. Brazil, $497, and Italy, $811. It's pretty uh, efficient, sufficient use of a credit card, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, the United States, $5,000 on average per credit card debt. That's, that's that's a car down payment. I know. That's a, a house down payment if you have a FHA loan. Let's not even get started on the interest they're paying on the debt they're holding. That is absurd. I mean, is it the fault... Of the people, is it irregular credit card use or the the rising living cost? That's the big debate. Is it are people getting more irresponsible, or is it just the cost is just too much and people run out of? Sixty four percent of Americans live on paycheck paycheck to paycheck, right? They need additional money to support their families, and no better way than to go to credit cards because they offer limits between like two to five thousand. Think of us like average, right? Yeah. So. Whose fault is it? I'll tell you whose fault it is. It's, it's Americans. Um, because I'm going to be looking at the statistics here. 2019, the average debt was 4784 2020, it was 5637 uh, 2021, it went down $200 to $5,445. And in 2022, it's 5,010. So 2023, it's 5,331. So actually, since 2020, it's gone down. A little bit. 2020 was the height of the pandemic. So yeah. People needed to spend. They had no job. Yes. They, were, they were losing their jobs. So they had to spend somewhere to get the supplies they need. So that one makes sense, right? But 
Even the, in, in 2022, it makes sense. We had some, we had inflation, we had record high prices. But it's not enough from 2019 when the economy was really well. Right. It's 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 it's, it's a thousand dollar difference at the height of COVID. I think it's a mix of both with yeah. what you're saying. If I were to personally speak uh, and answer that question, I think it's a mix of irresponsible use and with everything going on, Americans need some some other form of payment to get what they need. Yeah, for sure. Um, that is a big problem in this country. Um, the average consumer household debt is two hundred five thousand six hundred and thirty three dollars. Average mortgage debt. Within that entire debt is one hundred forty-eight thousand. The student loan debt is thirty-three thousand, and the auto debt is eighteen thousand. Which that is insane. The fact that people have eighteen thousand dollars in auto debt that blows my mind. <laughs> I can't even comprehend that. I mean, and it sucks because like these are all things we need too. We yes, need education. We need all all these, and it goes back to how do we lower the cost of all these? Yeah, and in my opinion, subsidies are the only way to do it, so that Americans. And anyone around the world don't have to rely on credit card spending and over bar, overspending what they can afford. Yes. But, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different yeah, that's, that's a different on subsidy, one. On, sub, on subsidies, but. I remember, the thing is, I think people misunderstand credit cards. Um, and also, they, they're scared of them. You sent me a TikTok the other day of some financial advisor on a podcast Oh my talking God. about how people should stop spending their credit cards. Stop using it. watches a Dave Ramsey podcast. Oh You're getting the wrong financial information. You cannot be dissuaded of using credit cards if you use them responsibly. Yes. What he's saying, what Dave Ramsey was saying, is that he believes that no one knows how to properly use debt. Every single rich person is in debt. Yeah. But... They make more than what their debt is worth. Yes, exactly. And we have to resonate that idea of using debt as a way to make us money. That's using debt responsibly because when we use credit cards to buy liabilities, that's a problem. Yes. That's the problem that is causing it. We're swiping our stuff. We're swiping our cards and we're getting all these luxuries, all, everything we want, but they're all liabilities. They're all not making us money. And then when it comes time to pay, we won't have that money. Yeah. So that's... One of the biggest, like, irresponsible ways of oh, using a credit card. For sure. And and here's the thing. Like, we understand that not every American has their goal set out to be a millionaire. Absolutely. To be yeah. rich. So it's that responsibility. If you want to be rich, do that. Don't waste your money on stupid crap when you're young. But the other is just understanding credit card responsibility. You want to know the biggest difference between your credit card and your debit card is the fact of the matter that if someone gets your credit card numbers, they're taking the bank's money. And you are 0% liable for any cost to a million dollars. But guess what? If they take your debit card money, that's your money. And Thanks, really the care. likelihood that you're going to get all of your money back from the bank is so slim. Oh, and if they're not going to do, try. it'll take months. They're not going to months. So what you need to do is you need to you take your credit card. I believe as I spend the way I would spend on a credit on a debit card with my credit card, I spend what I have in the bank and what I make, and I make sure that I always have stuff left after I pay it. Because what do you get also out of credit cards? You don't get with debit cards rewards. And that's oh what God. that's what people don't understand is that if you responsibly spend, you're still getting rewards. Right. But when you pay cash, you can't cash. Especially and especially if you and don't put it in an asset. Yeah. If you don't put it in an asset, then 
you know, you're not getting anything back. You're just spending cash. Agreed, yeah. Cash is not king. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, Everyone who thinks it is, they're wrong. Unless you try and do some under the ground, some <laughs> under the table business, then cash is king. But <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's corruption level stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we don't promote any of it. Yeah, we don't, we don't promote corruption at all. Uh, just, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but um, let's say you are a person that is facing credit card debt. Some ways to get out of that is a low interest personal loan. With everything going on, you'll probably get your the best personal interest loan right now is probably at like around a ten percent on average, according to CNBC. Um, but beats having a twenty percent APR on your credit card. So if you are in this situation, do look into lower interest personal loans. Do look into also side hustles, even if you don't have the time. There's you can always find something to sell at home. Maybe you can spend an hour a day looking online if someone needs some online work to do. To take on, to take on something you need to cut your um to cut your debt off. That's what I got for uh some for those stuck in um credit card debt. Credit yeah. Card debt yeah, and, and even I mean like, what else can you do really? I mean, just you could also you have to lower like some of your expenses too. You have to cut out your liabilities, things you don't yeah. really need. And like, let's say you have a a subscription. Subscriptions are killer. Kill, yeah, they kill everybody. Subscriptions are killer if you're not paying attention to what you're getting. I saw this thing on a. Where was it? There was some t- statistic, right? People are overbuying subscriptions to the point where we're, it's causing them. The subscriptions add up more than the cost of having cable TV. Oh, I bet. Um, because one of the one of the things that I, I'm going to have in my when I get my first house and everything is I'm not going to have cable because cable is all expensive. But I'm also not going to go and buy all the every single subscription because after you add it up, it'll only save you about thirty bucks a month if you have every single major subscription, which is Paramount, Netflix, Hulu. You have all of them, right? There's people out there that have more subscriptions that are costing them more if you would have regular just cable alone. So it might save you. It might not. Depends on what subscription you're getting, what services you're going for yeah. as well, too. Yeah, I mean, look. If you're just getting a credit card, you're 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 20 years old, 22, whatever, however however old you are, just be cognizant of what you spend. If you get your first job out of college or out of anything, you're making sixty thousand dollars a year. There's only so much you can afford. Don't use credit cards saying, "Oh, I have a five thousand dollar credit limit, I can max it." Well, you're not gonna have five thousand dollars a month in things that you can at least spend right. on. You have five thousand month in expenses, um, that are like heating, living, food, that stuff. But you're not gonna have five thousand dollars to get Louis Vags, drive an Audi, yeah, all those things. Uh, and you have to use that credit when you're a first time credit uh credit card owner. You have to use a credit card to build your credit score. Yep. To get cheaper things later on in life, get that cheaper APR in almost anything you buy, a house, a car, whatever big purchase you have. So for the first card, you would always want to spend what is it like thirty percent is the rule yeah, of it's like that 30%. limit. Yeah, even if you just use it once a month just for gas, it's the perfect way to build your credit score and be very responsible with your card. Yep. I remember when I first started out with a Discover credit card, I only used that thing for gas. I was so afraid of going into that. <laughs> I was so scared of it. I'm like, damn, this sucks. I have to worry about making a monthly payment now on my credit, like, you know, paying it monthly off completely every single month. Yeah. But 
It was just like spending like cash. It was just like holding it off, essentially, is what it's doing. Yeah. You get like a little bit of cash back with a Discover card, too. Yeah, exactly. Not a sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, you, you have to just be financially responsible. Um, one of the biggest things that I say, and people will hate me for saying this, is if you play the game, which is the American system, you're going to get the better outcomes. Because let's face it, the higher your credit score, the lower APR you pay. So someone who has a 600 credit score who wants to buy a house, it's going to pay like 8% on that loan, which you're going to pay more on the loan than the principal. But if you have 800 credit, you'll go out and buy like a $400,000 house and probably pay the same as that person who's paying 200000 because your uh, uh, interest that you're paying back to the bank is substantially less than what that person paying in interest. And your principal is going to be probably around even. So just what I, I, I always think about is just play the system. If you play long, you don't be stupid. You get that good credit score. You you open that Roth IRA, that 401k yep. early on in your life. You invest early. You play the system. The system will reward you 30 years down the line. Yep. And I think that's what Americans don't see is they want to see the reward now. But you got to just play the long game. Sometimes the long game's five years, 10 years, not 30 years. You never know. You know, you just never know. Yep. I just want to go back to the point on those stuck in credit card debt. We get it. It happens. And we're not trying to shame you for no, it. Like no, Dave, no. like Dave Ramsey, he'll go out and like shame anyone if, yeah. if you're in credit card debt. Life happens. You know, you need that money to support your family. For sure. Another tip that I just thought of when it comes to paying off your credit card debt is to stop using your credit card completely. Yeah. You stop making the minimum payment of whatever it is. It could range from, I think it's like 40 bucks on average. Yeah. That whatever that minimum payment is on your balance. What you want to do is treat that thing like a pretty much like a loan if you can't get access to a personal um, finance loan, whatever it's, whatever they are. What you want to do is you want to pay more of more than just like the $40 minimum payment. Yeah. Pay like 200, 300, whatever you can afford that is over 40 bucks that will speed up that process. And do not touch that credit card. Do not spend on it. Only use um, cash for the time being until you pay off all your debts. And then you can go back to using the credit cards and maximize your rewards yeah. on their credit card. No, it's very smart because credit cards are very, very important to society. Um, they're very important to you because one of the things that I, I heard from, uh, what is it, uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Mr. Wonderful. He, had, he actually had a really good idea of having two cards. One card with a $2,000 limit. And that limit is to have all of your online purchases, including subscriptions. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, was like I think five thousand dollar limit he said, which mm -hmm. it, it could be higher. This is just his like you know example. Yeah, to, you know have your big expenses, uh, water heater breaks, you need a new car, uh, stuff like that. And I think that's a good idea. Now I don't think you should just have two credit cards. I think think three is a very smart way to have it. And those are the the three things that I have for me personally. What I do is I have credit card for emergencies. That's my Discover card. Yeah. I have my spending card, my travel card, which is my USAA, which I'm if you're not a veteran or a son of a veteran, you can't get that. I'm very sorry, but <laughs> I have a USAA card. And then the other one is for dining and entertainment, Absolutely. which is my my uh, Capital One card. Yeah. So another thing I think people need to understand is their lifestyle. Because if you understand your lifestyle, get the credit card for your lifestyle and max out those benefits. Absolutely, yep. yeah. 
And just so going off of like the credit cards, I agree. Three is perfect. Daily expenses, um, anything for food, grocery, transit, whatever the expenses expenses are, and then one for travel. Yeah, travel. Right? That's the other I one. like a I like a good travel card. Yeah. Um, so those are my uh, top three yeah. picks um, and- for credit cards. But if you're just starting out, do not apply for all three. Let you apply for three at once. I think you'll get flagged on like a credit reporting system. Like they'll laugh at you. FICO will start laughing at you. Like what are you doing? Oh yeah, your credit card. Your credit card score will drop. I think it drops like three to five points for every credit card that's open. Just just do one at a time. I'd say every six months. Yeah. So I think yeah, if you do every six months, that'll be fine. But um, I wanted to discuss also about for you guys to understand is the benefits of each card. So if you look at like. Dining and experiential cards, the average percent in cash back on those kind of cards is like 3%. That's a lot of money. If you're spending 200 bucks, well, let's say 100 bucks, that's $3 per every $100. And so over time, you can accrue so much money. Um, you go to travel cards, there are multiple, multiple loads of benefits in travel cards. I mean, you have one. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, so I have a travel card, and it has a lot of benefits, which include um, five times back on anything, flights and hotel, and then one times back on every purchase. But you mainly use it for that five times back, let's be real. You get access to lounges, uh, Uber Eats credit, hotel credit. TSA credit, right? TSA credit as well. I'm just trying to think. That's why with the long pauses. Yeah. Um. What else? Hundred bucks every year towards Saks Fifth Avenue. Um. Two hundred dollars for like incidental airport stuff. So like, let's say you have a baggage, yeah. and you didn't pay for it on the website while you were booking. You can just pay for it there, and then that credit card will cover you for it. Yeah. And then, what else is? There's like 500. Yeah, there's, there's that, so that many. card has 51 benefits, including rental car protection, return protection. It's just a lot. That is the perfect travel card. I th- did I even mention the name? No. So it's the uh, American Express Platinum Card. And you might be thinking, why does a 20-year-old have a Platinum Card? I use it for the benefits, and I maximize that annual fee every single year. Uh, when Josh and I went to, was it uh, Japan, right? Yeah, Japan. We went to those lounges every single time. Now, lounge access can be anywhere from 30 to $50 a person. We went to how many lounges? Three. New York, Taiwan, Taiwan and then Taiwan, and then New York. Or no, just just Taiwan. So and three. then so three times of like let's say I think I think it was like fifty bucks. Yeah. Right. Especially for the New York one. Yeah. So fifty bucks times three. That's one fifty for me and one fifty for you. That's three hundred dollars in lounge access. Yeah. That now my six hundred ninety five annual fee. I only have three hundred ninety five dollars to yeah. put that back. Which you get two hundred forty dollars annually to Uber Eats, so I use it all the time. Oh yeah, like once a month I'll order from Uber Eats, and then oh yeah, you get uh cash back on certain subscription services. Yeah, so like Disney Plus. Yeah, my card funds that yeah. subscription and stuff like that. But I didn't like mean to. I don't want to flex or anything. No, like that's not the point of this podcast. I'm just just we're just discussing what the benefits of each credit card can be. Yeah, and it, it, it's exactly why like just. A lot of those same benefits are in most of the the big cards. Like I think American Express is probably the best of all of them for experience and travel stuff. Yes. Yeah. But then you also have Capital One, which is very good. Their Capital One Venture X. You also have the Chase card, which the it's the Sapphire Sapphire Reserve Reserve, 
Well, then there's also the Sapphire Preferred, but the Sapphire Reserved is a 500 annual fee. That's really good for five, yeah. yeah, 500 annual, 590, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's pretty much almost like the American Express card, but what the Amer- I right now there's a big debate of the, the Sapphire uh, Reserved versus the Platinum. The Platinum has been a little bit of lackluster with their benefits lately, I can't lie. Yeah. But... With the American Express, I feel as if you have more like travel security than you do with a uh, Sapphire Reserve card. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, people can pick whatever card they like, but yeah. um, it's just different strategies. People have different credit card strategies, different ways to maximize their points. And if you responsibly use any of these credit cards, then well, you not only get the benefits, but you'll get like access to a lot of pretty good stuff too. yeah exactly and, and the last like kind of big spending category is just like normal everyday spending like shopping and most cards like that like a capital one quicksilver card will get you and I, again we are not sponsoring anybody i'm just thinking of cards <laughs> off the top of my head yeah. i'm just thinking of cards off the top of my head is usually around one and a half percent cash back on everything you can imagine if you want to buy a new car if you want to put if you have enough credit to put on a house whatever you get one and a half percent back so you have to understand also your lifestyle if you travel a lot get travel cards it will benefit you greatly if you like to eat out a lot and you like to go to and see sports games and concerts get uh those those experiential cards and if you just like to shop get the shopping cards exactly you know you just gotta be smart what are some i know um italy and the uk are the biggest american express consumers yes and i was surprised with how often american express was accepted in japan as well yes so japan might be the next country that moves from visa mastercard to american express for widely accepted they love uh, the 30 countries take american express but that's not accounting for if you go outside of those big major cities yeah the most widely used ones are visa and mastercard with mastercard being accepted in more countries than the visa one so and then discover is like discover is actually above uh american express because american express is like 130 countries and discover is 160 countries if i'm not mistaken yeah uh, those are if you're gonna apply for a credit card and you have no idea what you're going into i think the the four like credit cards you should be looking for are uh, not not just the like the not brands but the the actual card itself is Visa anything with a Visa anything with a Mastercard anything Discover and anything yeah uh, American Express if your country if you're in the UK or Italy for example you would have a better chance in maximizing points using an American Express card like a gold card for example for yeah. dining out. And eating it when I'm a blue cash preferred. Those are if you have a blue cash preferred, an Amex Gold, and an Amex Platinum, you are maximizing the entirety of the Amex the Amex line essentially. Yeah. Um, if you're traveling a lot, I would keep the Platinum in your wallet, a Chase card like a Reserve or Preferred because they are visas and they're more widely accepted. And I think that's about it for like if you travel a lot. But if yeah. your country is not going to adopt. Well, not you know, if businesses are in that country are going to adopt more American Express cards, then just play by ear and uh, pick which card works for you. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, just another another thing that you actually brought up is maximizing the benefits of a card company. So yeah. if, if you have like American Express or Capital One or Chase, probably recommended to have all of the same card or at least. Two of them, so you can kind of like swap benefits, which is why for me, like I have Capital One, I want to get the Capital One of a direct so I can swap cash and points between my cards. Personally, I like the point system better. I just, uh, I feel like I don't maximize a lot with with cash because cash, you're 
points has a variable system. So depending on which travel site you use, right? Different websites like British uh, British Airways might have a different promotion going on. Like maybe like, I don't know, 1.5 times more if you transfer with them. Hawaiian Airlines has a big thing going on with American Express right now where you can get like 20% more value. I haven't looked into the full details because I don't use a Hawaii Hawaiian Airlines. But yeah. that's why I like the point system there because it can be varied. You'll have a baseline of like what a what the points do. Yeah. Like I think it was like $100,000. 100,000 points is equivalent to like $1,000 average of travel. But you're not taking into account that some websites might have promotional days where if you have a certain amount of points from either a Chase card or an Amex card. You can use that. Yeah, you can use those. So that's why I prefer the point system over the cash system. Yeah, and I I, I agree. Um, But again, it's all a lifestyle thing and and cash can be very important because sometimes transferring cash is important to people who may have expenses coming up on the horizon. So, yeah, Um, I mean, yeah, just... For for me to kind of like wrap this up, it's just about be responsible, and I, I would say you know open that first credit card, get a credit, get really good credit, use it responsibly, and down the line, I mean, I I don't know anyone who has good credit score who's complaining about it, no. um, because it's 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 very vital to how you can afford things. You know, if you want a Mercedes one day, you have good credit. You know, it, it, you it. it lowers the price a lot compared to bad credit. Oh, yeah. And overall, my final remarks are if you are someone around the world that is facing it, um, in uh, that has a lot of uh, debt in credit cards, your first step, again, is to pay off that credit card, whether it be taking out more monthly, uh, not use, stopping the usage of that credit card, paying more additional than what the monthly payment is, and doing a side hustle or selling stuff you don't need to take out that balance. Then your second step to maximize credit card benefits is to then rebuild your credit, right? With a Discover card or any secured card if you do face poor credit. Then you can move on to the big league credit cards that are like the travel cards, the dining every day. But you have, the most important part and the most important takeaway for all our views around the world is responsibility. Consumer spending will continue to go up. Inflation could be variable by the end of this year. Who knows where it could be? Please use your credit cards responsibly. That is what big credit card companies want out of you. You, as a consumer, are going to do it responsibly so that you get the benefits. Yeah, exactly. And most credit card companies, they're just happy you applied anyway because you know some, some companies don't have enough mm. applications. Like American Express had a problem with that for a long time, until recently actually because of the travel. When everything shut down, everyone wanted to travel. Yeah, again. and plus our benefits have been lackluster. They had to upgrade the benefits yeah. uh, for Amex. Everyone was going to the reserve because they had more benefits. Yeah. But now that Amex is getting there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll but, see how it goes. But. Yeah, um, I think that's it for this one. Uh, just a reminder for all you guys, uh, just follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, Instagram, ngf.news, and the Twitter and TikTok is ngf underscore news. And please listen to us also on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Uh, what's the other one? Amazon. Amazon, Amazon Podcast, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you.